Hi, I'm Destiny Thompson. I am the Chief People Officer at Verano, uh, and I'm proud to work in cannabis given I've met some incredible people from all different backgrounds with many different stories and the passion that people have about the plant. And the more I learn about the plant as I'm in this industry has just been great. everybody, and welcome back to the Proud to Work in Cannabis podcast. I'm your host, Carson Humiston, the founder here at Vangst. And today we're thrilled because we have Destiny Thompson, who is the chief people officer at Verano. Everyone listening is likely familiar with Verano, powerhouse multi-state operator. And Destiny runs all their people operations. So this is going to be a super, super interesting show where we're going to understand what it's like working in the people space in cannabis, understand the types of candidates that are really attractive to this space. And it's going to be an amazing conversation. So thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And remind us, you are calling in from where? Chicago. Chicago, Illinois is where our headquarters is at. And it looks like you're in the office. Is everyone returned to the office or, or is Verano in person, remote, hybrid? Yeah. You know, it's a little bit of everything depending on your role, um, but we certainly like to be in the office. It's a really fun environment, as you can imagine, being in the cannabis space. And you just get a lot of work done, but we also have fun doing it when we're all together. So before we dive into Verano, we, I would love to hear about your background and what you were doing before you moved into the cannabis industry. Yeah. So probably like a lot of individuals, I certainly ran into cannabis as of recent. My experience goes back to consulting. Actually, I was in the consulting industry for over 20 years before joining Verano in a lot of different businesses, but running large HR teams in consulting companies in uh, higher education, healthcare, life sciences, most recently before joining technology and investment banking. And so a lot of it was around scaling companies, but using that consulting mind frame from an HR background. And then how did you decide to make the move into the cannabis industry? I always love people's stories on how they get into cannabis. So lucky enough for me, I had someone reach out to me who I knew in my friend group. I feel like a lot of companies are going through the referral network. I always tell people network, 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 if you want to get into cannabis. And that's literally how it started. It was a conversation. I wasn't seeking out cannabis at the time. But what really intrigued me about the industry is very rarely in this day and age, do you get to be on the ground floor of something that is growing at this pace, at this speed, at this scale? And for me, that was super exciting because it allowed me to come into something on the ground and really help build the foundation and really make a stamp on how HR should be and how it should be run and the people we're recruiting into can be done throughout the cannabis sector. And so that was really exciting to me. And to be able to be part of that growth and that development is really what drew me in. And then as I started meeting the people in the industry, that that just sold it for me, the passion around it and the excitement around the plant and this business and the growth, it just sealed the deal. Talk to us about your first day at Verano. You walked in, you are the chief people officer, a huge job, a huge responsibility at one of the leading cannabis companies in the world. 
What was the first day like? Oh, it was great. Actually, I wasn't sure what to expect, given I'm coming from consulting, which is very buttoned up, very white collared. You know, you typically had a thousand meetings on your uh, calendar before you even started. And it was a typical kind of onboarding orientation that you would have, right? Uh, You kind of knew what your plan was for the next three, four weeks. And walking into the Verano headquarters was great from the beginning. It's a very loft-like space. You you saw people chattering, wearing shorts and t-shirts and running shoes. And you saw people throwing balls across the hallway. We had brands of shirts and everything everywhere. And everyone was just, the energy you got was great. And meeting the people. And so... It was great to just understand where people were coming from. And pretty quickly, you realize people just, they came from everywhere, whether it was corporate America, or they grew up through retail, or um, they came from an ad agency. The energy was electric and different. And there was no onboarding plan. There there was no, here's kind of what you do, um, which I don't expect at my level anyway. But it certainly allowed me to kind of start seeing right away the opportunities we could make an impact on here and, and within the industry. So as you were digging in and learning the business and learning the industry, what surprised you? What was different from other industries that you had been working in for the last couple decades? Yeah, that's a really great question. It was really important to me when I started to understand the industry. This industry is so new that you kind of have to learn the industry as you're getting to learn the company itself. And so I knew I had the skill set to help Verano, but I wanted and needed to learn the business. That's that's really important and to understand the people behind the business. And so I hit dispensaries, cultivation facilities. I really wanted to see how the plant was grown, people touching the plant, how they talked about it. And I quickly realized that passion of being in this industry um, is really what brings people in and benefits that this industry has in our communities was big. It was really great to get out there and meet people. And it allowed me to get ideas on what we could do better or how we can continue to do the great things that I was already seeing. We grew really fast, as you know, and we have a lot of great local communities or uh, local teams. But how do we bring all that together to make sure that we're one culture and we're thinking about things across Verano was something that I was really interested in making sure that we're doing, as well as continuing to recruit some really great people because we are not slowing down. One one point that you just made, I mean, the name of this podcast is Proud to Work in Cannabis. And I always think about other industries. I haven't heard a podcast proud to work in oil and gas, proud to work in banking. So the passion that it goes behind this industry, every single person that I've met or most are so excited to be here. And I think that it's such a unique advantage to cannabis, especially for employers. You can get so much out of your employees when they're bought in and they're passionate. Obviously, Verano's done an incredible job at this. At, I think it becomes challenging as you scale. As you scale, how do you keep everyone so connected to your mission of the business and keep your employees so engaged and into it? Because it's something that 
at least from our perspective, people that work at Verano are love it and they're so passionate and you figured out how to do that beyond just the startup phase. So I'd love to hear some some tips on how you've been able to do this. Yeah. So it's 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 interesting you say that because that was one of the challenges I think in this industry we're facing now and or will continue to face because we're not the only MSO. There's also family run businesses, local companies in these states that are not large MSOs. So what makes us different? compared to other companies and how do we make sure we kind of package that and we do things that not only recruit but keep people here once they get here. And one of the things I'm really proud about is we talk about that is our career fairs. And I think we have really made a stamp on the way that we do our career fairs. If my head of recruiting was sitting next to me, he'd be like, don't give out all the secrets. But what I would say is I think what makes us authentic to our candidates that we hire is we meet people where they're at. And when I say that, what I mean is we don't require resumes. We're not making an assumption that you have prereqs coming into this. We're taking it that we're going to meet you where you're at and we're going to evaluate you based on your passion and and your excitement to get into this space. We do career fairs in towns that are where we're hiring into. So if our dispensary is there, if our cultivation facility is there, we're going to do it right across the street, if not by that. Um, so that it doesn't take you forever to get to us um, and also do it by public transportation. So you're not spending a lot of money on gas, but it's easy to get to us. So we, we, do, we certainly do that. We do bilingual career fairs. We actually just had one in Branchburg, New Jersey. We're really proud of doing those things because, again, we're penetrating a certain ethnicity, but we're also making it easier for people that English may not be their first language. And so we're trying different ways to reach out to our populations as well. We do a QR code so that you don't have to jot down the hotel or the location of where we might be. We try and make it easy for you to find us. And if you don't know technology, I'm not making the assumption that you know how to use it. And so we're also there when you show up to walk you through all of that stuff. So I do think that's something that really is a differentiator for us as we go out into the market and which continues to build that brand, that talent community, we like to call it, within all the different states or, or localities that we're in. And so that's definitely something that is good on the internal side when I think about the retention and, and keeping people here, there's there's two things that I always point to. We did not have any courses, soft skills, training happening when I got here. And it's probably similar to this industry, just as we've grown so fast, we basically had to make sure we just got people in and we were getting product out. So we're bringing people from all different backgrounds. So it's important that we give them life skills that maybe they didn't have before, like balancing a checkbook or how do you save for an emergency fund or organize your day from work to personal. Some of those things that maybe they were never taught or um, didn't have the luxury to have. But also for our managers, the Leading at Verano is a series we just launched about three, four months ago. And people have come from all different places or because we've grown so fast, we've promoted within a lot. And they may not have the skills on how to truly effectively manage large teams, even small teams. So how do we give them those skills? And so our Leading at Verano series, it's our first installment, is really just coaching fundamentals of how do you give feedback? How do you have difficult conversations? How do you talk about people around, you know, you're a bud tender now, but where do you want to be, you know, in six months or a year? Spotlighting 
high potentials, seeing kind of the diamond in the rough and how do we make sure that we continue to progress that person up. So those are some of the things that we're also doing on the internal side to differentiate us a bit from maybe some of our competition, but also it's a great retention tool. I think it's a great differentiator. I've never heard of no no resumes, which made me think of a stat that I read the other day that 80% of people exaggerate on the resumes anyway. So maybe it's not an effective tool. And it, it's so cool that you can show up to a Verano career fair and show up with yourself and maybe we'll be able to find a, a role for you. Yeah, we're not expecting people to have their resumes and nor do we nor do we need that, right? To, to, to make a decision on if you're gonna be good for us. We wanna make sure that we have the conversation we're able to talk about your passion and, and, and some of your experience. But the great thing about this industry is you can come from a lot of different backgrounds. And again, we're not assuming that you have any prerequisites. We're, we'd rather meet you where you're at. Um, and I think that's helped us a lot. And then once you meet the folks where they're at, it sounds like you have the training in place to help them get up to speed. A question that I had around training is if a candidate potentially wants to work in retail, but they're not confident on how to speak to a customer about products. How do you help that candidate? Maybe as an example, they worked in retail before, or they were a bartender and they would really love to work in one of your dispensaries. How do you help those kind of people be confident in how to speak about cannabis to customers or even patients? Yeah. So we, similar to myself, I think a lot of people that I've run into don't necessarily have the cannabis experience, but they have other skills like bartending or whatnot, where you've had to interact with people. Um, And as long as you've got some of those interaction skills, we can certainly highlight that for you in the cannabis space. When we give you an offer, we don't expect you day one to know about the cannabis industry, what you're selling, or having the confidence. So we're going to give you time and we're going to give you customer service training, ramp up, shadowing. We allow a lot of shadowing um, so you can kind of see how it's done. Maybe start from the back from an inventory standpoint and move yourself kind of into working at the front. And so we certainly, again, meet people where they're at, even after they're hired. We're not just going to throw you into a situation that you're not quite ready for. And the same thing on the cultivation side, right? We're not going to throw you into dealing with live plants. We might start you at harvest first to get you comfortable if you have not yet really worked with plants before. And so we've got different training sessions when we hire people on, but by no means are we expecting people to know everything when they come in. This industry is way too new for people to know it. Today, there's about 450,000 full-time employees in the space, but this number will reach a million over the next decade. There's not enough people with cannabis experience to fill all the jobs. So we always advise our clients requiring cannabis experience is really going to limit your pool of candidates. And people really want to work in this industry and they want to come in and work hard and learn. Right? If you can use your energy to train those folks up rather than require them to have five years of cannabis retail experience, you'll be in a better place. So I I love that that's what you're focusing on. Yeah, completely. And the one thing on like consulting or some of these other industries that I've worked in, the cannabis industry is meant for all different types of backgrounds, which I think is very rare. Um, And that just allows us to tap into a lot of different ways. Um, We certainly have stories of people coming from a completely different industry into cannabis. And it's always fun to hear how they got involved. 
As a chief people officer, how have you built your core people team out and what does your team look like? And that's my first question. Then my part two question is like, what is a day in the life of your job? Oh, it it varies. Uh, To go to the first one. So similarly, I'm hiring for what we're going to need in the future, right? And with how much Verano, this industry has grown, it was really important for me to bring in people that have worked and scaled uh, organizations before. And again, not necessarily have cannabis experience. I can I can teach you that. I can give you that. You'll learn it, but really bring the skill set of what we needed so that we can help Verano continue to grow. And so when I came in, that was one of the first things I did, not only just getting out there, learning the business, meeting the people, getting feedback of where we can do better, but also making sure we're bringing in the right skill set to help us move that forward. So it was very foundational setting this year on what are the gaps and what do we need? So training, you heard me talk about training. That was one major gap that I saw right away. We need to be able to give people the soft skills, the hard skills, and the continuous training and career pathing so we can continue to promote within, but also give them the tools and resources in order to do that. And that also goes with feedback and engagement surveys, things like that, so we can continue to progress within Verano. So I hired a head of basically learning and organizational development that that really focuses on, on those pieces. Recruiting is going to continue to be just a hot topic for us as we continue to grow, just given the nature of the industry that we're in, both with the hourly and salary staff. And so having someone who really understands recruiting and can really understand how do you do major hiring events like career fairs and differentiate us and have a brand out there that competes against the other MSOs so that, again, we're differentiating ourselves, but also make it easy and efficient and while building out the local talent communities was a, was a big deal because that has to be our continuous stream as we continue to grow and, and move to other states um, or add to our current states. So a head of recruiting was important for me to bring that in and to help with some of the corporate recruiting that we obviously are having to do as we grew overnight. The other was really centralizing a lot of the operations, HR operations that we had in different states. So you had each state kind of running benefits or doing payroll. And that's really not a good long-term strategy if you're trying to make things more efficient and easy and cost-effective. And then our HR business partners who are out in the states who are really kind of like the local on-the-ground HR support is really there to help our employees, our managers, whenever things are are both going well and maybe not so well as as that happens, Uh, really coming up with a HR business partner regional strategy. And then back to part two of your question, what's a day in the life? (laughs) It It can be a little bit of everything. It just depends, as I think everyone's job in cannabis can be, if you talk to everybody. It's a lot of fun. I I try and get on the road as much as I can. Um, So I'm trying to visit all the different states, uh, whether it's cultivation or dispensaries, it's important for me. The job is never done. There's always something to improve. So I always want to get feedback. And the best way to get that is with people out in the field that are working at the stores, that are working in the cultivation cultivation facilities. And also there's just hard things to tackle, right? There's the the processes and, and the the structure that we're trying to put in place, but also there's the things that we need to do going forward. So how do we stay ahead? Um, And so we're looking at things like 
culture and branding engagement surveys we'll be launching here in a couple of months. And that will be the first time as probably not new as that is to other industries. It's very new, at least for Verano. Um, How are we doing? What can we be doing better of and get that feedback, basically upward feedback from our people so that we can continue to just help ourselves be better. Uh, And so that's something that, you know, we're also looking to do because it can be very easy to stay in the day to day (laughs) in cannabis because it constantly is changing. Um, And so pushing my team to really think about what's next is something that we continually do. One, One question that we hear a lot about is for senior leaders transitioning into cannabis without cannabis experience, what you've obviously done it very successfully and you've talked about a lot of the things you've done, like really get to know the industry, get to know the business. But what tips do you have for people that are moving into an executive level role without um, having cannabis industry experience so that they can be successful? You know, I think a lot of times people that have been in the industry for a long time or at a company for a long time, when a new executive comes in, everyone's a little skeptical. You've obviously done a great job of transitioning in. What tips do you have for other executives transitioning into cannabis? Yeah, it's that's a good question because I even had to think through that before I started my first day. And a couple of things, I guess, that come to mind. One is really know the industry. And that's going to take some time, but don't be shy about asking those questions because people are not expecting you to know the industry. They're hiring you for your experience and the skill set that you're going to bring in. And that's one of the things our owner, George, mentioned to me when him and I were meeting before joining. It was, we'll teach you the industry. Don't worry about that. Bring what we're hiring you to bring in that skill set. And so really there's articles, there's people at Verano that I've relied heavily on, like our compliance team as it relates to regulations, which was a whole new aspect for me. And, and looking through that, understanding it state by state, understanding some of the uh, detriments that hold us back within the cannabis industry, like not all vendors will work with us. That was a challenge I didn't really have to face before in my previous experience. So really reading up on the industry, using your resources at your current company to ask those questions. Um, No question is a silly question. We're all trying to learn. Number two, make a plan for yourself. I did a 90-day plan. I think it's important to do. And I really made sure that I dove into, A, get to know everyone on my team within the first two days. So I had calls every person within the first two days. It was a lot of calls, but I wanted people to know who I am and that I'm here to help and then get out on the road to meet people because that's where you get the most feedback. You're not going to get it from sitting in an office. You're just not. And then I also made sure I figured out who my key resources were at Verano. So who's my key person in finance? Who's my key person in marketing? Who's my key GMs that I should get to meet that I really should um, get a better understanding of that environment, take some tours. Um, I think all of that is important. On a personal side note, I always say um, I've done this even in consulting or cannabis, but I have a board of directors that I call upon. So um, knowing I was going to the cannabis space, I created my board of directors externally with people who had union experience people who were in the gaming regulation business. And I call them outside regularly to pick their brain on things that this industry is experiencing, but also to help me navigate through that as I come in, as I bump into them. And so I think that's 
been super helpful for me. It's kind of like my board of advisors outside of Verona. Great tip for en- for anyone to have a board of advisors for whatever your role is. I love that tip. It's been super helpful. Some A mentor told me that years ago and I've used it ever since. That's awesome. My last question is, what are you looking forward to for the next decade in the cannabis industry? When you fast forward and we're looking, you know, we're talking in a decade, what are you most excited about? I'm excited about where this industry is going to go and where it's going to take us. Um, I'm interested in federalization to be or not to be. Uh, We'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm excited about what our team, the HR team here at Verano, the stamp that we put on the industry as it relates to recruiting and retention and training and diversity and all of those great things, because I do think we're breaking a lot of barriers in cannabis in a lot of different segments in a lot of different ways. And I'm excited to look back on that 10, 15 years from now, just to see how far we've come. Um, and I think we can really make an impact here. Unlike other industries, this is, this is, this is what gets me up in the morning. I'm just the medical benefits and the passion this industry has and the difference we're making in people's lives has been super exciting to be part of, but I can't wait to look back and say that was a really great ride and, and we're continuing to push forward, but look at all the things that we've done, both at Verano and in the industry. And being able to define rather than disrupt. Completely. When else are we going to be able to say that we built this market, a new state from nothing. And so you don't, like, I always hear about people talking about how I'm starting this business to disrupt this industry versus in cannabis, no businesses disrupting anything. We're defining an entirely new massive sector of the economy. And from a people standpoint, the chance to, you know, everything you just talked about, being able to meet people where they are, in your case, not requiring resumes, just any norm that there ever was, you have the chance to throw it out the window and do it your own way that makes the most sense for you and your business. And it's just like the coolest thing ever. It's awesome. Like I said, from the beginning, when we started this podcast, that is why I joined this day and age. There's not that many industries that are coming out of the gate like this anymore. Technology was probably the most recent one. And that was a while ago. It's very cool. It's very fun, but it's also benefiting so many people in so many ways. And so that has been just, it's been fun. It's fun. Okay, so I'm sure candidates listening now want to come work for Verano. So if I'm listening and I want to get in touch with you and potentially get a job, what do I do next? Where can I find you? Yeah, so you can always go onto our website at verano.com. We have a careers page. If you're on any of our dispensaries, if you happen to walk into a Zenleaf or a Move, uh, we certainly have QR codes that are uh, typically up at the front. You just scan it. You can go right to our website from there constantly posting career fairs on Indeed or LinkedIn. Um, And our our qualifications, as I mentioned, are super simple. Is uh, we want someone who has a willingness to learn, has humility. Again, you don't have to have a resume. We're not expecting you to walk in with one. We want someone to roll up their sleeves. We want you to be passionate about learning this space. I mean, it is as simple as that. So um, there's a job here for everyone. That's also what makes this industry so unique from corporate to retail to cultivation. There's just so much out there. If you're listening to this podcast, it sounds like there's a job for you at Verano. So get in touch. You don't need a resume. And it's a great opportunity to get in and really learn the industry and and have a great career path within cannabis. So Destiny, thank you so much for joining us today on the Proud to Work in Cannabis podcast. It was great speaking with you. And I'll be in Chicago next week. I hope we meet in person. Wonderful. Thank you for inviting me. 
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.